right, welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy Podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with... Hello, it's his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house. This coffee is just firing us up lately. We've been experimenting with some fun coffees. I really recommend the Death Wish Dark Roast Blend. That has been one of our favorites. And another one is it's called Tacti Squatch, and it's from Black Rifle. These are just two random coffee companies that have been delivering. I've been experimenting with a ton of different blends. So if you have a good suggestion, I know that we're going to upset the purists here. We just buy ground. We don't buy the actual beans. So if you have a good ground suggestion, please let us know. We're always happy to hear it. But let's jump right into the episode. Today, we're going to be covering how to eat to stay lean, gain muscle, and just eat for the rest of your life. And once again, this is hard to make into a little small episode here, but we've really packed this down with a ton of informative content that is gonna help you level up and just grow in your journey. So what's number one, KG? Number one is just remembering that food is fuel. And when it comes down to it, I'm really focused and I've been feeling absolutely incredible with all my eating decisions lately, but focused on eating foods that make you feel great, that build you up, that allow you to maximize the protein and just like incorporating way more micronutrients, a lot of veggies, like a lot of bang for your buck. And that's simply what I've been focused on when I'm looking at something like a a bowl for lunch or maybe a salad or even just like veggies and turkey burgers and stuff like that. I'm thinking, okay, where can I get my most bang for my buck and get food that's just going to consistently fuel me, consistently going to bring me up, consistently going to help me just crush the gym and feel my absolute best. So that's something I've been really focused on. I know the same with Coach Josh. Remember, food is fuel. You make those great decisions, it's gonna help pay off for the rest of your life. Yeah, reverting the mindset from, it's so easy now to have food as a reward when we feel sad, when we feel demotivated. Food is quick escapism for us to just DoorDash, whatever, and have that delicious taste for 20 minutes. And I was reading an article, it's really interesting. It's very dramatic, it's called The Blueprint. It's an individual, he's a 45 year old tech, like gazillionaire essentially, I think got like 800 million, kept 300 million of it, which is absolutely bonkers. But his mission right now is to try to live forever and to change his biomarker, his age that he actually is, his biological age. We obviously have an age date wise, but we have an age based on how we live. If we're really unhealthy, we're really out of shape, you might be 45, but you might have the body of a, or the health rather of a 70 year old. So he's looking to actively reverse that and he's eating insanely clean. Like he's trying to do it all through research, it's all open source data, it's really cool. But him personally, he said his biz- biggest obstacle was his rascal version of himself. So his name is Brian. And he said 7 p.m. Brian was ruining all a day's uh, progress. And he had a really cool chart where during the day he was making all this progress. It was a nice linear line. And then at 7 p.m. he'd throw that all away in just one decision because he said he would eat whatever he could to just get some escapism, to escape the pain of that day. And it would undo a lot of the progress he'd have. He'd eat really horrible foods. He wouldn't feel good about it. And once again, it's easy to get in that obstacle. It's TV time. We want to order something. You want to have a pizza. You get a ton of extra ice cream. It can just be so tempting to go away from the fact that at the end of the day, food is fuel. It should be building us up. It should be making us feel healthy. Whereas when you do that at night and you're ordering way too much food and you're not feeling good, it's going to cause you to sleep worse. It's going to cause you to have digestive issues. It's going to cause you to be demotivated the next day to maybe sleep in, to overspend. It can cause quite a lot of harm. So we've mentioned before, but we're not dogs. We don't need to necessarily reward ourselves with treats, but that's going to go into number two, where although food is fuel, food is also fun. So this is where it gets interesting. And we don't like to be really maximalist on other side of this debate because 
Food is an incredibly amazing thing. It's emotional. It's amazing how sharing a meal with someone can be such a special thing. It's cultural, sharing food with family and very certain unique foods. It can be so experiential, like trying a deep fried Mars bar. Like it's ridiculous. It's horrible for you, but it's a really fun thing to take advantage of. And we find the best way to navigate that is the 80-20 rule, to have moderation. So 80% of your diet is food as fuel principle. These are good foods, veggies, proteins, things that are high in nutrients that are low processed, just healthy foods that build you up and are gonna make your body operate better, longer, and healthier. But for 20% of those foods to enjoy delicious treats, if you love having a little bit of ice cream each night, work it in there. Do that with moderation, make sure it fits within the grand scheme of things, that's totally okay. If you're going out to a cool dinner, even tonight, I'm really excited, gonna go have some delicious pasta, gonna absolutely enjoy that. And I can do that pain-free and guilt-free because it's something I've actively planned to enjoy. I'm not being maximal with it. I'm able to work that in. And this allows me to have success in any situation. I'm at a bachelor party. I can navigate that by aiming to have a healthy breakfast, healthy lunch, healthy snacks, maybe have a really fun dinner, go out, do all those different things. Or I can do it by portioning or ordering different menus. But this is how you can eat for the rest of your life and see continued results because at its core, 80% is health, is good quality food, it's building us up. But we're also able to go out with a friend and have a great meal, to have a random hot dog at a baseball game because that's really what you want. So this is something you can also navigate based on your own experience. If you're someone who is okay with 70-30, there's nothing wrong with that. I think 80-20 is a little bit of a better ratio, but if you're someone who wants to be really healthy as well, you could do 95-5 and have even less of that or maybe reserve that to a few times a week. It just needs to be something sustainable because if you go too far in either direction, you're either just going to be eating garbage all day, uh, kind of the quote unquote, if it fits your macro days where people are getting super shredded, having like pop tarts and protein scoops and just having that all day, that isn't going to be the best either because you're not going to feel good. It's not going to be optimal. And when you think in the terms of health and what you're doing to your body, we want to be putting good things in. So that's where food is fuel, but food is also fun. You got to learn to navigate that. You got to learn how that fits within your life. And if you want to learn more about macro tracking and how to eat healthy and how to eat for the rest of your life and see continued results just like we do, where you can lose a ton of unwanted fat, gain new muscle, improve your body composition, go ahead and DM us on Instagram saying the keyword healthy to be applied for a special promo where we wanna help four people learn how they can lose 20 plus pounds of fat, replace that with 10 pounds of new muscle, while having a social life, while being able to eat out, while being able to eat their favorite foods. If this is you and you wanna see the change that you deserve, go ahead and DM us once again on Instagram saying the keyword healthy. Awesome, we cannot wait to hear from some of you awesome people. And I'm just gonna jump into number three, which is just simply learning to track calories, having hard objective data. And honestly, one of my favorite quotes of all time is what gets tracked gets managed. And to be honest, one of the greatest things that I have ever done was just learning to just be consistent with it, staying the course, even at the very beginning. I remember I used to struggle because I used to say, I didn't have time and it's too hard and it's too challenging. but. I'm very confident that for the rest of my life, based off of this new skill, based off of my ability to look at a food and understand, okay, that's a source of carbs, okay, this is how many calories this is, it helps me when I'm able to go, when I go out to eat, to be able to understand that stuff, it is one of the greatest skills. And I highly recommend spending that time 
staying consistent with it. And I really challenge you as well to challenge your belief. There's gonna be some people who say, I don't have time to do it. Take a look at your screen time. You can see what's going on there. Some people will have about an hour on Instagram, two minutes on my fitness pal or whatever it is and say, oh man, like I didn't have any time today. Meanwhile, they've been scrolling. And I know this because I've been there. So track your calories. Once again, greatest investment because you'll be able to look at things in a completely different way. Like I can walk through a grocery store now and same with all of our amazing coaching clients and just kind of have like a laser focus on like what's going on here, what the macros are. Won't even have to look at the box and know exactly what's going on. And now for the rest of my life, I'm able to have that ability. So give it a shot. You will not regret it. Track your calories and you'll be able to see the amazing data from day to day, week to week, month to month and all that great stuff. And this is an amazing tool. Going back to what I said about being food being fuel, there'll be days where maybe it's a horrible day and you've just had nothing good. You're in this weird situation. You're okay with it. You take that day to maybe there's like a private chef cooking you three meals or something wild like that. Even for me, I love still tracking these situations because I can analyze. I can say, oh my gosh, I had 500 milligrams of sugar, 800 carbs, and only 80 protein. I really enjoyed myself this day, but now it's maybe time for me to tighten up and get back to my grips and get back to my flow. And data is just powerful because there's no second guessing in there and we always default to giving ourselves the benefit. A great example, uh, our friend was down here for vacation, he was enjoying it and doing all these different things. We were super active, but he was enjoying delicious meals, multiple meals a day, having quite a few drinks, all these different things. And he said to us, hey, I think I've lost weight this trip. And in the back of my head, I was thinking, you know, you could weigh in and you could kind of see the result from that if you did. When realistically, I would bank that he probably didn't and he gained quite a lot because it's natural for us to default to giving ourselves that benefit and then to being really shocked and discouraged when we do step on that scale because we have that belief that's like, my weight should be down. I was active or I didn't eat that much. But when you actually start to track it, you're like, oh my gosh, I had more than I thought. I used that example a few weeks ago of how I got the coffee at Dunkin' Donuts and I put four cream in there, which is like a solid, like 200 plus calories. It's a solid amount of calories. It's easy to forget about these things. And even for me to be able to look into the data, to see what I've had, to see maybe I'm lacking protein that day or haven't had much fiber this week, gives me a position to say, okay, I'm gonna start having more veggies because I wanna have more of my fiber. I'm gonna eat some beans. I'm gonna have more legumes. And Or at the end of the day, even Kyle, Kyle's doing a lean bulk right now. If he wasn't tracking his calories, he wouldn't have known he was under. He went and had some food at nine because he wants to put on some serious mass and put on some strength. And that, this is where it's a tool where you can always actively have that tool to work through any situation and really just stay fit for the rest of your life. And for me, I've been doing it so long, it takes me two minutes of my day. I've tried experimenting with intuitive eating. I find you have to be a very talented person or not have a love for food to do it because it, it does get so tough and it's so easy to just default to going far into the overindulgence phase and having these little bursts. And what's tough is you could do totally perfect for six months, have three weeks where you just go hard and you can get those 10 pounds. And unless you're in a deficit after those 10 pounds, that's where those 10 pounds stay on. Then you do that again next year and you're like, I'm 20 pounds overweight, what happened? And that's where it can be very discouraging because unfortunately you can undo a lot of progress with a couple bad days. And once again, the odd bad day is not gonna kill you. It's important you get back to the plan, you're not all or nothing, but it is worth considering. And this is where I do love having that data. So that's something I wanted to add on. And that's number four, which is to track your calories, which is number three. And number four is to keep tracking your calories. Awesome. And yeah, couldn't agree with that more. I'm just going to jump num into number five, which is just simply 
buying food with thought. And I think a lot of people struggle because they go to the grocery store, they spend hours going down each row, uh, you know, each lane, whatever it is, and uh, they have no list, they have no intention, there's no purpose there. So a couple tips when it comes to doing your grocery shopping is go with the list. A lot of studies have shown that when you shop with the list, you're gonna spend less money and it's also gonna help you concentrate on picking the foods out that you actually need. You know, marketing is a pretty powerful thing. Most people don't realize a lot of these companies that get their food right in front of you that have the greatest spots in the grocery store, they spend a lot more money. That's their goal is to just get you to buy it. And there's a lot of things that we don't need. So that's going to be number one is just having a list, but also making sure to shop the perimeter. So what most people don't realize is going through the actual aisles, there's a lot of stuff that's more or less nonsense. Now don't don't get me wrong. There's going to be times I'm going to go down there. I'm going to get some rice cakes. I'm going to get some fun foods, practice the flexible dieting like coach Josh said. But for the most part, I'm going to start with just shopping the perimeter. I'm going to go right around the edges. That's where the whole foods are. That's where all the great lean meats are. That's where all the veggies are. And I could honestly get probably 80 to 90% of my groceries there. And they'll go down the aisle um, or specific aisle actually, because I have a list and I know what I'm going to be going for. So these are just a couple tips, a couple things that you can implement. And I guarantee your shopping experience, you'll save uh, more money and you'll also just pick up foods. You won't bring temptation to the house. That's another thing is a lot of people just grab all this random stuff and then wonder why it's hard to stay on track with calories. So that's uh, going to be tip number five. Yeah, some fire from Coach KG there. And like most things, it's easier when you have the supplies and you have the resources available. And for me, I love healthy eating when I have like a hundred different healthy options available in my kitchen anytime. It makes it so much easier. Whereas you got nothing there, nothing around, you panic. That's when you DoorDash, just some nonsense, and you end up feeling bad about it. So that is an incredible tip there. Learn to grocery shop is a big part of being a fit person. Number six is the 80% full rule. So there's a ton of rules for whatever reason with 80%. Seems like a magic number, that 820, but there's a thing in the world called blue zones. And these are zones in the world where people are actually living well past 100. They have better health than anywhere else in the world. I believe there's six or seven of them. It's really cool if you want to search into it. It's really interesting learning about these little hot spots and things they have in in the things that are familiar from one to the other in terms of longevity. And one of the big things that kind of overcame in all those areas is that most of the people ate till they're about 80% full of their meals. So once again, when you're eating, you shouldn't be starving, but there's a big difference between being satisfied and being stuffed. Right now, especially with the North American diet, there's such a propensity to just stuff yourself all the time, to always be really maximal, to eat before you're even hungry, to eat on schedule. We really have gone away from our basic instincts of I'm hungry, so I should eat. Instead, food, as I mentioned earlier, can be easier for it to be a reward for us to be bored and go grab some chips to whatever it is. So instead, if you start listening to your body's cues and you say, I'm hungry, I'm going to eat some food. You eat till you're nice and full about that 80% mark before you tip over. You're going to feel less lethargic. You're going to feel energized. And this is a great rule I've been using a lot in my personal life. Awesome. That's going to bring me right into number seven, which is just simply learning to cook. Typically speaking, food that takes longer is going to be better for you. And uh, yeah, that's not always the case, but for the most part, definitely something to consider. And even myself, I'm not the world's greatest cook, but I definitely have my staples. When it comes down to it, on the sum- and during summertime, I always get my veggies going. My, I love my zucchini, my Brussels sprouts, my asparagus. I always get my chicken going. Pretty much every Sunday, I'll try to cook 
anywhere between six to 12 chicken breasts. So that way it's always there. It helps me stay on track with my protein. If I'm not, you know, just either going out to eat or don't have anything planned, I can use that as a fallback and just help me stay on track. Even there's sometimes because I have these things prepared, because I have these things ready to go in the fridge. Whereas like you typically go to grab something else that's not as healthy. I'm like, cool, I got this here. It's going to help me stay on track. So simply learning to cook doesn't have to be anything crazy. You don't have to turn into Gordon Ramsay or anything like that, but just having a few couple staples, a few things to help you stay on track and, uh, you know, just have them available will definitely go a long way. Learning to cook is a huge tool, especially learn to cook the things you like and you can learn how to cook healthy versions of them, which is absolutely fantastic. So one of my staples is healthy little mini pizzas I make. I love them. I just make them with little tortilla shells. I put some high protein uh, lactose free cheese on there. So it's called the Legro. That's the brand I really like. Then I'll put some turkey pepperoni. I'll put a bunch of veggies and I'll have like four of those bad boys. And it's only like 800 cows, which is freaking amazing because I can enjoy four of these little pizzas, have a pizza night, feel totally great about it. Another thing I love is turkey burgers. I've been having those quite a lot. They're quick to prepare. They're easy. Cut up some veggies. You're good to go. And these are just great subs to some of the temptations that are out there where you're super hungry. It's late in the day. You're driving home. You see some crazy $5 deal for some insane burger. It's amazing the difference. If you're ever bored, you want to be blown away. Go read the different labels of burgers and turkey burgers in the grocery store. Some of them are like 25 fat, 200 calories. And then others are like 70 fat, 500 calories. It's absolutely crazy. So when you kind of look at it, you can see what feels best. And I personally really like turkey burgers. So that's something I'd recommend. And another little bonus here is to have somewhat of a weekly schedule, kind of know what you're going to eat on what night that'll help save you from the panicking. Most people end up eating out or ordering when they feel stuck and they don't have a plan for what they're going to eat. Yesterday we were running volleyball. We already had in the calendar that it was a barbecue night. There was no question about it. It was easy to come home, have a nice big salad, have some turkey burgers and feel great about it. And now into number eight is if you're not someone who's big into cooking, maybe you don't have time to cook, learn how to eat out intelligently with healthy foods and or order a meal prep service. These are two big tips that are going to go a long way. I'm not going to spend too much time, but if you don't have time, you got to have the resources, the places and the staples to eat really healthy. We will be releasing a YouTube video on this shortly. So if you want to make sure you're following us on Instagram, our Instagram is at Colossusfit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. And we'll go ahead and share it to the story there. Or I guess a more reasonable way to go about this would be to subscribe to us on YouTube because that way you can see it when it's released. So that will also be a link in the description down below. Beautiful. And number nine is just going to be filling the gaps with veggies versus low quality processed foods. And I think it's so often that you just get a little bit of hunger. You're a little bit bored. You kind of go to the fridge or the cabinet and you're just looking for something. So one of the greatest hacks you can do, especially because a lot of times when you end up eating and kind of eating without purpose, you end up just being bored. You end up just kind of trying to find something. I see a lot of people do this. So instead challenge yourself put together a bowl of carrots, start munching on that. You'll probably have a few and be like, okay, this is cool. It tastes great. Um, or whatever it is. And you just might be like, okay, I'm done here. I'm actually not that hungry. And long story short, veggies are so beneficial for you. A lot of people overlook them. There's a lot of people I know that don't have enough, nearly enough servings of veggies within the day. So a couple of my personal favorites would be cucumbers, um, as well as carrots. And I know Josh absolutely loves his tomatoes, his carrots, all that great stuff. I'm sure he'll share some of them, but keep a lot of them in the house. You will just find that you'll be able to eat so much better, have less calories, more bang for your buck and feel so much better than all the nonsense that you may bring into the house that just adds up tons of calories and doesn't leave you feeling great. 
Veggies are amazing because there's so many different textures and styles. Some like a carrot is so crunchy and kind of fun and you're always getting a lot of water in those veggies as well, which is great. They're extraordinarily filling, very low cal. And it's just an amazing tool where, especially if you feel like you're really hungry, you're dieting and you're having a hard time sticking your diet, just increase the amount of veggies and you'll see how much easier it is to adhere. Even with competing, I had a ton of veggies and it made it very manageable. Whereas if you have a very simple processed diet, you're going to be absolutely starved. Like if you, I always use the example, big Mac, double Big Mac, something like that, somewhere in around 1,000 calories. But you try and have 1,000 calories of veggies, you're going to be so stuffed. It's going to be ridiculous. And that's where food density can be such a big tool. Won't spend too much time there, but I love that tip. That's probably one of my favorite ones of this entire episode. Last but not least, we always say it, drink that water. Water will fill the gaps. It's going to leave you feeling more satiated. A lot of the time, we're going to mistake uh, thirst for hunger and make a huge mistake there. Studies have shown that when you're actually dehydrated, you'll eat more food. And when you have a good amount of water in you, you'll eat a more manageable amount of food. So water connects all those dots. And when we're talking nutrition, don't forget about this guy because water should always be in that picture. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're looking to lose 20 pounds of unwanted fat and replace that with 10 pounds of new lean muscle and confidence, go ahead and DM us on Instagram saying healthy and we will take care of you because you are worth it. You are worth the investment. You're listening to this episode. You want to do more. We are here to help you achieve that. And together we cannot fail. So thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll see you in the next one. Peace out.